podcast where we get drunk about the news because we feel like we should. And uh, as always, it's me, your host, Jordan Higgins, along with my co-host, Brandon Trego. And we will, you know what? So we, we, we actually just finished up a round of 18 holes of golf. It was a riveting round. It was it was really fucking hot up today. God, it was so hot. So uh, in Wisconsin, it was about 91 degrees with, what, 200% humidity? It was, it was so hot. <laughs> it was it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Yeah, it was pretty fucking rough. It's like my golf game. Well, <laughs> no comment here or there. Uh, we, we took a number of drops. So. Well, you know, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> The ball goes in the water. You don't have much choice. No, no. You, you do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you want do you want to jump right into it? Let's do this. All right. So, oh, uh, let's get into the news. Mine was already opened. Wow. Well, you know. You'll have to add, add a sound effect for me. I'll just play the one I did twice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded really good. It was perfect. It was perfect. See, we're, we're too poor. We can't hire a Foley artist to do sound effects for us. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, if you want, you can donate to our Patreon. And... <laughs> oh, man. You know, stuff like that. Anyway. So, Brandon. Yeah. Did you hear about that guy in the army who was passing classified information to European neo-Nazis? So, I've vaguely heard of it. I have not uh, done a whole lot of in-depth research on it, though. Sure. However, I know that you have. I've... I mean... Research being, I, I read this article from The Guardian. Okay. So so we have a guy who's in the Army. We have a guy who's in the Army. And he's passing along classified information yep. to neo-Nazis yes. who want to hurt American troops. Correct. Is what, is what I'm hearing. Here's, here's the head, here's the first sentence okay. in this article. Yes. A U.S. Army soldier was plotting with British occultist neo-Nazi group to attack and kill members of his own military unit, according to a newly unsealed indictment by the Department of Justice. Wow. So these weren't just Nazis. These were fucking satanic Nazis. It doesn't... Really, when you hit Nazi level, you're pretty much like bottom bones. You know what I mean? Like, you're bottom of the barrel. You're already a Nazi. But when you have this... Satanic satanic Nazis? God. How do you get any worse that than that? That is insane. Yeah. All right, so here's here's the second paragraph. Ethan Meltzer, 22-year-old Army private from Louisville, Kentucky, well, has been charged with conspiring and attempting to murder U.S. nationals, conspiring and attempting to murder U- military service members, providing and attempting to provide material support to terrorists, and conspiring to murder and maim a f- in a foreign country, the department announced on Monday. I, I think it's particularly bad when you think about... It, it, the military in general is kind of like a brotherhood because the people you're with, they're your friends, they're your family, they're everything you have. So for you to be able to go and sell out those people, that's that's real bad. Yeah, he's not like, go attack this group or that group. He's saying, attack my guys yeah. with me. Right. Now, even when I went to Afghanistan, I didn't deploy with um, people from my – well, I deployed people from my base. They just weren't in my job per se. Um mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of a melting pot of jobs from Scott Air Force Base that we kind of all went together. But you form a bond very quickly in terms of, hey, we're all in this shit together, and we kind of got to have each other's backs. Right. You know, to I think to do something like that is, it's just, dude, that's that's it's real the, shitty. It's the worst fucking thing you could do. So, so wait, wait, get this. Meltzer was a member of the Order of Nine Angles, or O9A. 
a group whose members have invo been involved with violence and murders, according to Department of Justice. Quote, members and associates of 09A have espoused violent neo-Nazi, anti-Semitic, and satanic beliefs and have expressed admiration for both Nazis, such as Adolf Hitler, and oh. Islamic jihadists, such as Osama bin Laden. Oh. What the... Those... Wow. Th yeah. Oh. Words fail me. That's insane. Uh, what... Right? I, like, I, words fail you. You don't know what to say to that. I don't know what you say to that. <laughs> I. That seems like a guy who... So so when was he... When did he become a member of this group? I have no idea. See, was he a member before he got in the military? Was it an entire plot like, hey, we should infiltrate the military, we'll get a guy in, and fuck their group up? Or was it something like, hey, this guy got in, and he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just... That's a great question. Because, so, you know, not to digress too much... I, God, this was a handful of years ago. I, I think I read some sort of news article where they found that that neo-Nazi groups are like, hey guys, go into the military. They'll train you to use weapons. They'll train you how to kill people. And then when you get out, you can try, you can come join our militia and there you can we kill go. people. There we go. That's what it's all about, right? Right? I I, I remember last episode we talked about it when I was on my deep dive rabbit hole of militias. They, I mean, they do legitimate military training, mm -hmm. but they have a lot of veterans who are into that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So they get a lot of guys who are in there who are, I mean, you know, I was in the Air Force. I was an x-ray tech. I didn't have a whole lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat or gun training at all. But, but you, you went get, through basic. You know how yeah. to operate your rifle Wait, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I do. But, you, I mean, you talk about maybe guys who, who went through infantry or maybe even some special forces guys who go through kind of this kind of stuff and this kind of training, and you can take that back and you can show other groups. That's dangerous stuff to teach people. Absolutely. You know, so you're teaching a, a hate group how to effectively kill people. Right. That's uh, so. Yeah. You know, we we know, personally know a guy. Um, I'm not going to give his name out, but we we know a guy who was bomb disposal. He basically told us like, yeah, the FBI, you know, they check in on me every once in a while because he knows. You know, if you know how to take apart a bomb, yeah, you know how to build a bomb. Correct. So he's like, he's like, yeah, they'll they'll always check in on me. Like, hey man, how you uh, how you doing? You mm. okay? You doing good? It's important stuff to know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you want to keep track of those guys because they know shit. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing the military forgets is, I mean, you spend uh, you spend all this money training someone to do a job, and when you don't want them anymore, you don't need them anymore. What then? Exactly. Yeah. What that I mean? Were they treated well? Do they still have the same beliefs as when they got in? I people change. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this uh, that news article very much gave me the fucking willies. It's pretty fucked up to think about. Yeah. To to think that you would sell out your own unit. Uh, right, guys that I assume he's been training, bunked with. I mean, even for guys months. from you know, even there's even guys from basic I still talk to. Yeah. You know, I mean that's God. Ten years ago, not even guys I was stationed with at my permanent party station, but just guys from basic where we still talk. We still, you know, hit, it, hit each other up and see what's going on. I just, I couldn't imagine doing something like that to them. Because even basic is one of those things where it's, you go through some traumatizing shit together. Mm -hmm. So you have like, to form a bond. Know, you could almost say it's designed that way. Well, absolutely. It's designed to break you down and build you up. And it, if you need, you need people there when you're being broken down, mm -hmm. you know. So you kind of cling to those people and you form tight bonds i couldn't i couldn't imagine wanting to do something like that to those guys yeah that's that's fucked up it's pretty that's pretty fucked up man yeah 
What the fuck? So, <laughs> speaking of <laughs> neo-Nazis, <laughs> did you see the tweet the president sent out a couple uh, days ago? Wow, well, which one? There's so so <laughs> many to well, keep track of. There's so many. When he retweeted the video of the guy shouting white power. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, for those of you that haven't seen, the president retweeted this group uh, from some video from from Florida. I think it's called the Palisades or something like that. Anyway, it was if you watch it out of context, it's fucking hilarious. It's two groups of old white Floridians protesting each other. One group is like, "You guys are fucking Nazis. Fuck Trump. You guys are the worst." And the other group is rolling they're like, "Yeah, Trump, Trump 2020. White power. White power." He fucking shouts white power like in the first 5 seconds of the video and people are like, "Oh, the, the president didn't he he didn't he didn't see that." He, well, okay. Did he not see it? Did he not hear it? Does he not check the shit before he retweets it? Or does he just retweet shit willy-nilly? I mean, I wouldn't pat, put it past the guy to just be like, oh, hey, I see my name. I'm going to retweet it. <laughs> right? He, he retweeted it and said something he's like, oh, I support the great people of the Palisades. Good fans there. And everyone, it, apparently it set off a whole bunch of, like, it was basically a fucking a fire that people had to put out in the White House. So like, shit, we got to delete this right now. This looks really fucking bad. Uh, putting out fires has not that have been the last three three years? Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, a lot of fires to put out. Every time this dude opens his mouth. But something like that, you'd think you'd be, as the president of the United States of America, you'd think you'd be a little bit smarter. Even if that was, you know what, if that's something you supported, you think you'd be smart enough to not, fucking put that all over especially right. on election year he's 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 saying the quiet part loud yeah is what he's doing he's like because you know not to generalize too much ever since like the late 60s the the american right has kind of cozied up next to uh racists you know that was the the southern strategy for those interested in history go look that up that's real fun lee atwater and the southern strategy yeah um White Republicans have white white Christian Republicans have kind of cozied up to racists and said, "Hey guys, uh, you know we are not a fans of, <clears throat> uh, oh god, what do they call it? We're we're not huge fans of affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're not fans of welfare. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Know what I mean?" And, you know, it's like that racist dog whistle stuff where you're using coded language, but the president isn't that smart to use the coded language. So he just says the shit out loud like, oh, yeah, those guys that like white power, they're on my side. Like, fucking what? Uh, Yeah, I I don't know what to say about that, man. (laughs) I I. I'd love to say that, you know what, maybe he just saw his name and it was a pro-Trump video and he fucking was like, yeah, here we go, pro-Trump rally, great, and didn't look at it, but I think he's so narcissistic that he probably watched it 15 to 20 times and was like, yeah, these guys are great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, he's, I, it, It's a tough one. Yeah. People are like, oh, well, maybe he didn't hear it. Does he seem like the kind of guy that doesn't have his phone volume on full fucking blast? In public. In public? In public. <laughs> he, yeah. It, 
It's on full blast and vibrate at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> this, hey man, that's wild times we're living in right now. Yeah. These are these are wild times. Wild, I don't wild times. Speaking of wild times. Speaking of wild time. Did you hear about the Russians, the Taliban, and the U.S. Army? So that one I have heard of. You have heard of. That was this one. All right. This one I have so heard of. So for those of you that don't know, uh, and this article is from the New York Times. Uh, the headline is, Russia secretly offered Afghan militants bounties to kill U.S. troops, intelligence says. Now, the Trump administration has been deliberating for months about what to do about this stunning intelligence assessment. So this motherfucker knew for months that Russia's like, hey, Taliban, if you fucking kill some American soldiers, uh, you got some money in for it. Right. So so what I've read on it is is that Russia denies it. The Taliban deny it. The administration is saying, well... We heard about it, but we didn't think it was pressing enough to push up to Donald Trump. So he never really got it. But then there's other reports saying, uh, no, this shit was on his desk in February. So And either he didn't read it or he didn't what what was what was it the press secretary? He he either didn't read it or he didn't absorb the intelligence verbally. And I'm like so people just say fucking people talked to him. Right. So, Cause, I mean, because we know the dude doesn't fucking read, which, which is kind of a hard point, though. As a president, if you're getting weekly, you're getting weekly briefings. He right? gets daily briefings. If you're getting daily briefings, whatever it may be, if you're not reading those, that's kind of an issue. That's on and, you. And something like this, where um, I think you know, you got a guy like Donald Trump who's fairly well vested in um, Vladimir Putin and Russia, thanks to Deutsche Bank. Yep, something like that, you think you'd be pretty upset about, unless it's something you're willing to overlook. Or unless it's something you were told to it, overlook. And that's a feasible option. Yeah, absolutely. I Like saying someone holds something over you and says, hey, you're going to hear some shit. Which would go against Don't. a lot of his campaign promises. Uh, what? Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, we can say this about any president. They all promise things. It's always oversell, underdeliver with the president. But, it, but Brandon, promises accomplished. Look at all the things he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's done so much. He's drained that swamp completely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just... part of me. Part of me wonders if he even wants to be reelected. If if he he took this job so that he could save himself taxes and he could save himself uh, financially and he could his, make a bunch of fucking for, money in his own personal gains. Absolutely. But then he got here and he was like, you know what? This Fuck is, this. It's, it's a hard. Lot, it's a lot of work. I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> You know, funny you mention that. I think I saw something. Uh, I can't remember where I saw it. Internally, he's basically like, "Oh man, if if, if my polls don't turn around, uh, you know, I don't even know if I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, I might just drop out." Well, fucking please, please, please. I mean, realistically, his polls aren't looking great. No. Um, which is good for us. In fact, let's check in real quick. See what the polls look like. Um, not good. Not that uh, I don't think Biden was necessarily anybody's first choice either, but uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Lesser of two evils, unfortunately. Well, I've I've said this for a number of years now, and I know people used to disagree with me about it. They're like, "Oh, can you pick from the, between the lesser of two evils?" Well, your option is more evil or less evil. I would fucking pick less evil. So the Monmouth University poll shows Biden with a 12-point national lead over the president. That is 53% to 41% among registered voters. Well, have they have they sued them yet or no? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll come down eventually. Okay, I mean, those are fake news numbers right there. Oh, of course. There's no way Biden's winning by 12 points. I mean, 
anything that shows the president losing is fake news. Which is funny because Fox News actually showed Biden <gasps> leading by a handsome amount at yeah, one point. Gasp. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. What, what about that? Uh... Oh, oh, Politico has also reported that Trump has privately come to the realization in recent days that he is in poor position for re-election, partly due to increasing number of grim polls. Well, <laughs> you know, when you're a complete asshole, that stuff happens. Right? When your purpose is like, <laughs> ah, you know, the virus isn't real. We can just reopen the country. We'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Smart. I didn't know about those American soldiers getting targeted. <laughs> if you, see, if you are any American, that should piss you off. Absolutely. That, like, the thing that should, okay. If there are a number of veterans that are like, well, I support Trump. Fucking how? How can you support him when either, one, he knew about it and did jack fucking shit about it. Or two, he didn't know about it. How the fuck did he not know about it? Yeah. I, when all of the intelligence is like, yeah, this is happening. I think like the, mil- the military and everything like that typically is more of a Republican thing, you know, like uh, more supported by the Republican side. But the, everybody should be upset because these are just um, – half of these people don't give a fuck, man. They don't care about – they don't want to go to war. No. For a lot of these people, this is their way out of their situation. Absolutely. Yeah, we covered this uh, last yeah, episode. This is this is their only thing they have. You can join the military. So to think that you're being targeted and that if your president did know about it, which I'm not saying necessarily he did, but he definitely probably had the opportunity to learn about it, is really fucked up and it should really piss off everybody. Absolutely. Especially people that are either in the military or very pro-military. Yeah. It should should, make your fucking blood boil. It's ridiculous. To think that the president would know or have even heard of something like this and not... Not even address it. Yeah, is complete I've nonsense. Heard, I've heard them mention diddly squat about this. I've only heard it from news articles saying, "Yeah, this is a thing," and in, you know we have information that you know we have intelligence information that verifies it. That is true. Isn't this why we killed that general? We had intelligence information that said maybe he was going to do something. <gasps> it was good enough to kill that guy, though. Funny you should mention mm, that. Here we go. Uh, so remember, I had a. Uh, Earlier this week, mm. or no, it was the end of last week. So we, I think it was about Friday. I, I texted you and said, hey, I think I had pretty much had the outline for the episode. You did do that. Roll. Yes, I remember this text. I remember I had the, outside, the, the outline of the episode ready to roll. <laughs> Unless some really fucking crazy shit happens this week. And then it happened. And then it happened. It was literally like Monday, five hours later. Yeah. Oh, God. On Monday, Iran issued an arrest warrant for Trump and requested Interpol's help to arrest him. Yes. Um, and the reason they wanted to do this, uh, said, Tehran's prosecutor general said arrest warrants were ordered for 36 people who were involved in or cooperated with the killing of General uh, Qasem Soleimani. So that was, you know, the general that that Trump essentially ordered that, that uh, you know, for lack of a better term, that hit on with Cor- the drone strike. Yeah. So I... The, the, my understanding of it was is that it went from he is planning an imminent attack yep. to we think he might have been doing something <laughs> is my understanding <laughs> of that situation. It's it's a tough one, especially especially having been there. It's it's if he was going to do something, then yes, I, I understand why you did it. But you need actionable, you know, finger quotes, actionable information, right? Right. It's yeah, it, it's a tough one. Yeah. What do you do if if you if you have information that someone is going to kill American soldiers? 
they're planning attack to kill or they're paying people to kill American or they are soldiers. paying people to do well i mean we, we looked the other way for that uh, well you know money is the root of all evil that we went over this today on the golf course yes <laughs> we're not gonna get into it now but yes i, I get what you're saying I, I think it's i think it's a tough line to walk in this is going to be the the drone strikes in general will always be a touchy situation people because it's a matter of how good is your information right was something actually going to happen um you know and I've heard a lot of people who have said, you know, the people of Iran have, uh, they're very happy that we killed this guy. I, I, I've seen both ways. Sure. I, I haven't, I haven't looked into it as much as I probably should. Yeah. So I don't know for sure. In my mind, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, unless you knew for sure some shit was about to pop off. Cause there was a bunch of other people killed in that attack. It wasn't just him. Yeah. Oh yeah. That drone strike, it, it, it killed like what? 12, 15 people. Yeah. Something like that? It was a fair amount of people that yeah. ended up dying on that. Cause I want to say it was at an airstrip and he was like either getting on. Yeah. Or it was Bagram international airport. I yeah. think is what it was. He was either getting on or getting off an airplane and it killed a bunch of people. Right. So yeah. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, you kind of got to be sure that it's a hundred percent going to happen. Now, the, I think the real question here is what will really come of this arrest warrant that they've issued? Because Interpol has said they won't interfere with this. Right. So um, they sent or they sent out what's called a red notice, and a red notice is a request to law enforcement worldwide to locate and provincially arrest a person pending extradition, surrender, or similar legal action, and is at the discretion of local law enforcement authorities whether to act on these notices. So basically, they said, "Hey guys, we want to arrest this guy. Can you help us?" And local law enforcement can go, sure, we'll help you, or fuck off, we're not going to do that. I mean, this is America, so I can be willing to bet that it's not going not to happen, happen here. No. Yes. As much as I would love to. I mean, there's so many that other things that. would be fucking insane if it did happen, though. Well, I mean, there's so many war criminals and everything like that. And I mean, even Saddam had a trial. Yeah. I, I mean, it was one of those, he had a trial, but it was a trial by his own people. Sure. And at that point, America can be like, you know dust our hands we're like we did our job right well i mean we played savior we did our thing mm-hmm. <clears throat> we we saved we all these people the fucking shit out of that <clears throat> oh god <laughs> no we did america we did what america does man we, we did in america yeah we did what america does we go in and we save countries that need saving air quotes you know <laughs> it, it is what it is but yeah. when people people want help with uh hurricanes or relief then we're like ah well That's socialism you know, right yeah well, we can't do that. But if someone is being a tyrant or something like that, we're going to come and save you guys. I, uh, don't was, I, I said this. I think I said this to someone on Facebook a while ago. And this was during the whole, you know, now that we're even resurging with Corona, the, the, the first big wave of coronavirus. People like, man, you know, it really sucks that the military has all of this money to build like, you know, multi hundred million dollar jets. And, you know, millions and millions of dollars worth of weapons and stuff like that. But we can't get nurses and doctors. Uh, we can't get nurses and doctors basic equipment like PPE and stuff like that. And it was a friend of mine who lives in, uh, who lives in Oregon that said that. And, and I commented. I said, I said, well, yeah, America has unlimited funds for violence. Yeah. Well, I mean, it realistically, isn't that what we're known for? I mean, we're a military superpower. Teddy Roosevelt said it. Uh, walk soft or talk softly, but carry a big stick. That's what we have, right? <laughs> We've done that 
before and ever since. This is this is what we've got going for us. Yeah, we've got a great military, and other than that, I mean, yeah, your freedom is open <laughs> for debate. Unless it's your freedom for guns, because that will not ever be questioned. Now, I well, I mean, I, unless you're black or Latino or you know, any, anybody on the left, really. <laughs> I, but if you're a white guy and you're a Republican, you could have as many guns as you want. Yeah. And again, you know, I, I know people who are collectors, and, you know, I guess I don't really have an issue. Everybody collects something. Right. We, we, we all get new. Uh, I have a guy I work with who he's a big uh, collector of um, old vintage shotguns. Okay. That's, that's his jam. He loves that kind of stuff. <clears throat> sure. I get it, you know. But he's not, like, stockpiling weapons. I think he had 12 or 15 shotguns. Yeah, but, okay. I get what you're saying, but in, from my perspective, like, you're not going to go on a shotgun rampage. No, I mean, realistically, if you're going to go on a rampage, a shotgun's probably not your best choice. That's what I'm saying. Um, especially, like, a vintage shotgun. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe a newer There's, shotgun. Now, like, see, I would see that as, like, an antique collector kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, I mean, something like that, absolutely. I like, get I, it. I have no problem with some guys like, oh, yeah, look at all these fucking Smith & Wesson Peacemakers. Or, like, yeah. Yeah. Those are cool. You get some sweet six shots. Exactly. Yes. But some guys like, oh, I got six, you know, AR-15s. What the fuck do you need those for? And it, and it, yeah. You, you don't. I mean, I would say that's beyond a reasonable amount. Guns are always a tough one. It's one of those things where it's, you know, I always compare it to like welfare because you have, you have the one side who wants to cut welfare, even though people truly need it, Mm -hmm. but we're going to punish them because of a small percentage who abuse it. Right. And to me, guns are like the small percentage of people that abuse guns. Yeah. I guess that's kind of my comparison is, is, is that you have a, you have a a vast majority of people who are, are good with their guns Mm -hmm. and they don't do anything wrong with their guns. But you have a small percentage of people who do abuse it, and, and to fix, you know, the the gun crisis. I mean, realistically, I mean, we we've talked about this before, but guns aren't going anywhere. No, there's no, no, there, no. there's no feasible way to get rid of guns in our country. I think the last stat I saw was, of all of the guns on Earth, America has over half. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. Like th- that stat alone blew my mind that was nuts but i think at that point you really needed you need to talk about okay mental health checks for one because if you own a gun and you're not in good mental health you probably don't need a gun um and then gun safety yep gun safety is a big one absolutely yeah and i know at at one point wisconsin had talked about making an elective course in high school for gun safety Mm -hmm. and i was all for that yeah because first off it's an elective you're not forcing kids to take it right but if kids do want to go through and 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 literally learn about gun safety and that's a great thing for you to to learn about because they're not going anywhere right they're going to be here the chances of you encountering one someday are pretty good Mm -hmm. you know so you should be able to know what you do in case you encounter one right you know how to tell if you've got um it loaded or one in the chamber or anything like that what do you do yeah you know it's just good stuff to know some, some people would call that common sense. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and again, I mean, a lot of it comes up to just your upbringing in general, I think, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. as a child, I was taught this at a pretty young age, you know, how to shoot a gun and load a gun and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it, that's not everybody. It I mean, shouldn't be assumed that everyone knows how to do these things. Right. We, we could dive down this hole quite no, a bit. We absolutely could. <laughs> what do we have to do next? All right. A little, little quick one for you. Did you see that Mississippi is going to change their flag? I did. 
you I know what? I did see that. I, I haven't said this on this podcast yet, but good job, Mrs. Well done. Good job, guys. Realistically, at this point, though, do you really have a whole lot of choice? No, no. That If they did not change it, shit was going to pop off. Because it, it was not looking good. You, you, We've kind of reached a point where it's like, hey, either shit changes or you're, you, you see so many businesses mm-hmm. changing the way they do things. And granted, I know that's not the, what... The Dixie Chicks changed their name? Yep. Um, Aunt Jemima's gone. Aunt Jemima's gone. Oh, uh, Uncle Ben's gone. Uncle Ben is gone. Lady Antebellum is changing their name? Yeah. Which, I know that's not what Black Lives Matter is wanting. They, no. you know, this is not what they're striving for. But it helps. It absolutely does. I mean, change is, change is good. I mean, we are... It, 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 yes, I agree with you. The change is good because we can look back and go, hmm, that's, that's a problem. This may, you know... We, we recognize that there was an issue with this. Yes. And we can change it. I more chopped this up to decent people like Lady A or Aunt Jemima who they weren't asking you to do this. And you were just like, you know what? We're doing something wrong and we need to change it. Right. You know, people who are just saying like, you know what? There's a movement going on right now and we're not doing what we're supposed to do. We should be doing better. You know? Oh, speaking of which. Dun, 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 sports news. Oh, we want to talk about the Redskins? Yeah, the Redskins. We want to talk about the Redskins. All right, there we go. All right, so it, it, it does seem like the uh, the Redskins are going to ch- finally change their name. I think which the headline is... was that they were going to sub- – or what was the wording? They were going to, like, take a deep, deep look at it. And I'm like, what, what fucking deep look do you need to do? It's so, really racist. It, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's been really racist. So from, from – Granted, it's not quite as racist as, say – the cleveland indians but it's pretty racist yeah i mean you've yeah that's the like, in my mind that's the worst one so the atlanta braves they've got they got rid of their calling uh, a long time ago oh, the, the, the chop yep the chop yeah. call when you were at the stadium you're not supposed to do that anymore which yeah. i'm pretty sure still happens well, but it's one of those they don't endorse it correct i get you can't force people to do stuff but if you don't say hey we didn't tell them to do that right i get it your hands are washed um so for the reading that I've done on it, it, it seems like um, so FedEx owns the naming rights for the stadium, and they have been getting a lot of letters, and then um, places like Nike have been getting letters who endorse the team and provide the equipment um, gotcha. and saying, you know, basically, hey, we need, to, you know, we need to drop the endorsements because this is super racist. It needs to change. So it, it finally seems like it's gathering some steam as a, a, compared to – I mean, they, they seem like it's one of those teams where they try to change the name constantly. I, this has been an ongoing thing for, like, what, 10 years? Now? Yeah, it's been a while. They, they're constantly trying to change the team, but it's never had a backing to it. It's never had a movement. I shouldn't say backing. It always has a backing. It's, yeah. it's always been super racist, but it's never had a movement to go with it. And now we have a movement, and now that you have that, I think it will do something because the, the CEO of FedEx is actually a minority shareholder of – the Redskins. So, I mean, really, it's a pretty substantial loss for him both ways. Right. So now that the money's in it to change it, they'll change it. Not that they're good people. (laughs) I'm not saying that by any means. If they were good people, they would have been like, hey, we should probably change this thing a long time ago. a long time ago. Yes. Uh, Yes. Has there been any... Is there any talk about changing the Cleveland Indians? I haven't heard... It's, much about it so racist. they've changed their logo a couple times thank god I, well, yeah i haven't seen it recently but that old logo yeah I, yikes. that was really bad yeah 
it was not great. No. There's there's always a petition of some sort to change just about every sports team's name. Yeah. The Packers always have a petition to change their name. Really? Yes. Uh, for, I don't know if it's PETA. Because it there's meat packers? Because they're meat packers. Oh, yes. God. So there's always, the, the Packers are always fighting the petition, which, I mean, come on. Uh, the Packers. As, as a meatitarian myself, PETA can get bent. <laughs> PETA can... They, they, are, run, they, they run kill shelters. They're a how, shitty organization, how, what, dude. What kind of pedestal can they stand on? They can't. I mean, that's why the Packers aren't changing their name. No. But well, also, the Packers are a custom, or a, they're a fan-owned organization. They are essentially uh, community-owned. That they are. We are the only professional team that is not owned by one owner. We have shares. Socialism. It is interesting. <laughs> yes. It. I mean, it's... It's cool to think that you're. I mean, yeah. What, uh, I forget how it started. I don't even remember. They 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 started selling shares to the team because they needed money and um, it kind of just early sixties, right? Yeah, it was it was a ways back. Yeah. Um, but you can't. How does it go? If you own shares, you cannot sell them to another person. You can pass them down. Right. And they open up new shares every year, a small percentage of shares that people can buy into. Like diluted shares. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you own a share of the Packers, you are allowed to go to any team meetings, um, any owner meetings that they have. As a, as a shareholder, you can go. Interesting. Yeah. I, you Is get that your the only, that's one the vote. only sports organization like that in the country, right? Correct. Yes. The Green Bay Packers are the only one. And not just the NFL, like any No, sport. in any sports. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you got to think about most of these Teams are owned by millionaires or billionaires. I know we talked the other night about. Uh, I'm a big Tigers fan and Red Wings fan, but mm-hmm. um, Mike Illich and his passing. But he he owned the Tigers and the Red Wings, mm, so he yeah. was kind of double. And he was t- he was trying to buy the Detroit Pistons at one time. Good God! Yeah, but he's also one of the founders of Little Caesars, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. Pizza, pizza. Yep. So he, I mean, he's had money, but he kind of found his calling in getting into the sports game and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that's where the real money's at. Oh man! I always say if I ever won the lottery, which <laughs> I don't play, but if I've, if I ever won the lottery, we're not playing it. You'd have to win a really big jackpot. You to would buy a sports surprisingly team. though. The, um, MLS teams are fairly affordable. Really? Yes. Yep. Oh. Yep. What's what? Well, now we're getting into economics. I'm like, well, what's the return? I, well, and it's growing in the United States, MLS. Well, we keep we. I, I would say we we're continuously bringing over fairly big name players from Europe. Okay. Um, so if you do that, I know David Beckham finished out his last couple years here in the United States. So that was obviously a huge Mr. player. Mr. David Beckham. Yep. Obviously a huge player to bring over. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, you know, Mr. Posh Spice. Yeah, Mr. Posh Spice. <laughs> so I I think it's a growing sport. I mean, I don't know that it will ever be the superstar that football is. Right. But At you least have, in America. Yeah. But you have sports like baseball, which are essentially dying. True. Uh, I mean, who wants to go to a baseball game outside of me? Well, I I mean, I'd go. Are we going to drink beer? But that's, that's just it, right? <laughs> you want to go drink beer. Oh, I like yeah. to go, yeah, but you have all these, in this kind of, on my rant right now, stems this <laughs> hey, entire it's thing. It's sports section. You it's go, a sports go for section. It. I do what I want. <laughs> it kind of, you. It, you kind of take this back to the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa era, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the steroids, yep. where it was cool for them to do steroids, and everyone knew they were doing steroids, but you know what? They were saving baseball single-handedly. It was patently obvious that they were doing steroids. Oh, my God. Mark McGuire, for sure. The dude's fucking huge. But if you think about it, we people want to see home runs. People want to see the big, high-scoring games. No yep. one cares about a great pitching match or a great defensive game anymore. You want fucking flying balls into the outfield. All and right. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, they could provide that. So you're saying, you're like, if someone pitches a no-hitter, 
boring. I, for me, I love it. I would say for the average American, though, they don't they care less. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess so. But it, you know, they want to see the big hits. You they want to see, see the big shit. hits. People yeah. want to see Aaron Judge. They want to see Christian Yelich. They want to see, as much as I hate to say it, Bryce Harper. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I, I have no idea who talking. No, about. that's all right. He's a douche. <laughs> but you want to see guys who are putting the ball over the wall. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to see great defensive players. You want to see the cool shit. Yeah, you want to see the cool shit. So you could arguably say that the, between their two steroid using, they saved baseball with their home run race that year. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it, I think what was it? What, that was like in the late nineties, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Either Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa, like on fucking nintendo cartridges or something yeah yep and then you had which is they were on wheaties and shit yeah they, they were everywhere because their home run race was espn just did a special about them yep. um it was their home run race was fucking epic um and then like, obviously up there with like the 90s bulls with like oh the, yeah as much as everyone had their attention on it oh absolutely and then you know a couple years later you you bring in uh barry bonds who barry mr asterix himself yeah who does his thing and Barry Bonds fucking wrecks it. But you, you look at it, the MLB, they've um, they, they've moved fences in yep. to, to allow for more home runs. And they th- here's a funny thing. You know who owns the company that makes MLB baseballs? No. The MLB! Oh, Crazy, right? Interesting. Man. It's like double dipping. Right. And, and, and this year, you had pitchers kind of come out of nowhere and be like, you know what? I think it's really funny that the MLB owns the company that makes our baseballs. And now all of a sudden, we have – it seems like every year now, we're setting records for the amount of home runs hit. Right, you because know that just that gives them license to make more balls. Right? So right, but they're the big thing here. The big conspiracy theory is that they're altering the component of the balls to make them travel further. Oh, so they're like essentially coring the balls, coring the balls better. to make them go further because the pitching the pitchers are like this is bullshit. Every year, teams are hitting more home runs. I'm sure the pitchers are like, yeah, this feels different. I'm yeah. I what do you do at that point? Okay. But again, this is what. People want to see. They want to be entertained, right? Yeah, that's true. This is why people love watching people get knocked the fuck out in football. We want to be entertained. That's why MMA exists. This is why MMA exists, yes. Boxing? Oh, you don't want to punch them until they fall down and then let them get back up. Dude, want those guys are someone... fucking ruthless, You want to see people get fucking ground and pound, man. Dude, the worst is that you see those fucking guys fall asleep in the air while they're falling, and they just jump on them and start beating <laughs> the shit out of them. I was like, oh my god, he's already asleep. Here's, here's my big thought. You ready for this? You're going to fucking love it. We separate all sports leagues. It, we, we have two different football te- You know, we have two different football leagues. We have two different baseball leagues. Two different everything. One, all natural, all good to go, as they are. I see the other one. Going. Yes, the other one. Do whatever fucking steroids you want. I want to see some insane mutant shit. I want to see guys like jump from the free throw line and dunk. Oh my god! Like well, that's I mean, what I want to see. Michael Jordan can do it, but yeah, that's my god. That is insane. I want to see like broken femurs well, on football fields. Part part of it is you think that like in baseball in that time area they, they knew this was happening. You is yeah. you, you know that these guys are doing this. They're mm-hmm. all juicing up. I mean, you talk about the like, Rafael uh, Palmero, Jose Canseco wrote the book on it, and and people were just like, "What the fuck?" And they they had to go testify about yeah. what was happening. Um, well, just t- look at pictures of them back in the nineties. Like, oh yeah, 90s. they look like fucking bodybuilders. Yes. No baseball player works out that much. Well, the problem is, is that if you get too big, your your swing speed slows down. Right. But steroids, 
doesn't necessarily make that a thing. It gives you that muscle density. Right. You, so your speed is still there. Also, not to mention that I mean, in baseball, you play 162 games a year. Mm-hmm. So eventually, you're going to need days off. You need time to rest. Steroids will help with that. Right. You are not having to worry about the fatigue, per se, or just even muscle bruising or just soreness. The, yeah. Your steroids are helping rebuild everything so quickly that you can go out and be you constantly. I mean, I, I forget what Bonds hit when he hit 74 that year. Oh, I'm... <laughs> I, I just know it was a ton. It was ridiculous. Because McGuire held that record for a few short years before yep. Bonds just said, you know well, what, it was, fuck it. Was it. like, McGuire, Sosa, McGuire, Sosa. Like, they were just going back and forth, yes. back and forth, back and forth. Yep. And then Bonds came out of fucking nowhere and crushed it. Yep. He did. And everyone went, hmm, something seems up right here. Which is, this, the, the thing that kills me about Barry Bonds is that before the steroids, the dude would have been a Hall of Famer either way. Absolutely. He was, he was a 20 for 20, maybe 30 for 30 guy. You know, 30 stolen bases, 30 home runs. Every year, he would have been fucking epic. And then you start doing this, and it's like, come on, man. You you could have been you could have been great. I, 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 for one, since we're on sports, <laughs> I am a huge fan of old school cheating. You want to put pine tar on a baseball, do your shit, fucking love it. <laughs> See how long until you get caught. I fucking love that shit, man. See, I, I agree with you, but in the hockey sense. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, you, you go to, like, elbow somebody yep. but you slide your stick and you jab him with that <laughs> yeah I want to see that shit yep yeah 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 at hockey the only thing I want to see is octopus on the ice man <laughs> it's been a while since um, I've seen that though I'm telling you this winter I will take you to a Dell's Ducks game right. and we will see some people get their fucking shit wrecked that's all I want to see man in hockey people fight it, okay for those of you that don't know go go watch the I think it's the Minnesota Junior Hockey League the Wisconsin Dell's Ducks team chef's kiss is they're so fucking good and they i don't for those of you that don't know hockey hockey's not a high scoring game i think the highest scoring game i've ever seen ever in my life was in the olympics and that was like it was like 11 to 5 well and Canada that's must fucking have been playing. insane to have a double digit score in hockey like, yeah is your goalie dead that's anyway the dells ducks they fucking crush it. Those guys are badasses. They, they literally kick ass. I think the first night I went and saw them, there were no more than two fights on the rink. It, it was it was bananas. Nice. I saw a dude get his collarbone broken. Ooh. Yeah, it was intense. That's always good. It was a good time. Yeah. And the beers are cheap, too. And that's the most important part. That's right. Good thing for throwing that in. Yes. All, All right, right, what are we up to next? Now the sports segment's over. Now the sports is over. Do you want to do the deep dive? I, you know what? I do. I do actually want to do deep dive. Fantastic. So what, I have a, I have a definition for you. Ooh. All right. All right. I'm and I want you to tell me what it is. Yeah. All right. So, so it's like <clears throat> Jeopardy rules. You're giving me the answer. I'm giving you the the thing it is. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the definition. You okay. tell me the word. Sure. Okay. So this is the practice of making accusations of disloyalty. In many instances, unsupported by proof or based on slight, doubtful, or irrelevant evidence. So, I, out of the gate, I want to say slander, but disproof of loyalty. Shit. I don't know. Slander is the first thing that comes to my mind, but that, okay. I don't think that's right. It, it's not. So, this is one, uh, again, that I've been kind of looking at, and it, I've seen people tie this in, but it, it really kind of struck with me. But that is McCarthyism. Oh, McCarthyism. All right, all right. So, do you, do you see where we're going? I see where we're going. Does does this not sound? Uh, it sounds dangerous. 
familiar. It does. And this is the part that bothers me right now. Obviously, I don't know if everybody knows who or what McCarthyism is. I just gave you the definition. But I mean, I know uh, Joe McCarthy. Joseph McCarthy, right? So uh, based on a politician from Wisconsin. Fuck that guy, by the way. In the Cold War era. He was a piece of shit. Yes. Who basically, he stood up and he said that he had a list of 200 names of people who were communists that were working for the states at a rally, right? And so, like communists that were working against the United States. Yes. Ugh. Yep. And he held this letter up and people fucking ran with it. They were like, you know what? Yes. Yes. And, and it kind of stemmed from there. And it, so forth we became that we it's called, you know, we had the Red Scare. Yep. yep. You know, um, so I, I really just, when I saw that, I, it really, it really made a lot of sense with what's going on today. Yeah. You know, we, we just had, uh, we just lived through Obamagate. Oh, yeah. We, you mean, which, which one? He wore that tan suit. He, yes. He had that burger with the Dijon on it. Yeah. Yes. Um, God, there were so many, so many things. We also lived through, um, him being accused of treason. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. Uh, Barack Obama was accused of treason by our president. By the current president. By our current president. With little to no proof. Right. So at that point, I was like, you know, this, is, this, this sounds a lot like McCarthyism, right? It, it really does. It's it, it and so people, you know, the whole like, the, the thing that always pisses me off about the president is like, well, you know, people are saying, fucking who? Who's saying this? Right. <laughs> so we go a little bit of a, a backstory here, so we can go um, the rise here mm-hmm. of McCarthyism. So we, when you take an atmosphere of fear and dread, yep. Um, provide a ripe environment for the rise of well at his time he was an anti-communist uh, mccarthy was uh he was a first-term senator from wisconsin who had won an election in 1946 after a campaign in which he criticized his opponent's failure to enlist during world war ii while emphasizing his own wartime heroics oh so he was like one of those like flag hugging badge kissing kind of guys where right like, look my opponent isn't as patriotic as i am correct now, granted, the time, I, I can understand that, you know. I guess. So, in February of 1950, appearing at the Ohio County Women's Republican Club in Wheeling, West Virginia, McCarthy gave a speech that propelled him into the national spotlight. Waving a piece of paper in the air, he declared that he had a list of 205 known members of the Communist Party who were working and shaping policy in the State Department. Um, <laughs> the next month, uh, a Senate subcommittee launched an investigation and found no proof of any subversive activity. Moreover, many of McCarthy's Democratic and Republican colleagues, including President Dwight Eisenhower, disapprove of his tactics. Uh, they have a quote from Eisenhower saying, I will not get into the gutter with this guy. Ugh. Yes. Speaking of which, I think the rumor is that Joe McCar- McCarthy was also a horrific drunk. It would make sense. So, do you, I mean, I know I brushed this a little bit, do you, do you know his fall, though? No. I did not hear, uh, I, I, so my view is, I know I mean, we live in Wisconsin. Yes. He's taught to us. He's taught to us. Yes. I generally know who he is. I know about the Red Scare. Yes. I know about the, what, what, the HUAC, the human. Yep. Uh, that is. It's like the affair. Where'd it go here? What's called? Hold on a sec here. The House Un-American Activities Committee. That's it. Yeah. I know he dragged people before that and essentially had them like blackballed from whatever industry they yep. were in. So that became uh, – it began a determined campaign to 
extirpate communist subversion at home. Hueck's targets included left-wingers in Hollywood and liberals in the State Department. In 1950, Congress passed the McCarran Internal Security Act, which required that all um, subversives in the United States submit to government supervision. President Truman vetoed the act. He said it would make a mockery of our Bill of Rights, but a congressional majority overrode his veto. Shit, really? Yes. Damn. So that's the Hue Act. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his fall would have, it was April of 1954, Senator McCarthy turned his attention to exposing the supposed communist infiltration of the armed services. Oh. Yes. Uh, many people had been willing to overlook their discomfort with McCarthyism during the senator's campaign against government employees and others they saw as elites. Now, however, their support began to wane. Almost at once, the aura of invulnerability that had surrounded McCarthy for nearly five years began to disappear. First, the army undermined the senator's credibility by showing evidence that he had tried to win preferential treatment for his aides when they were drafted. Then came the fatal blow, the decision to broadcast the Army McCarthy hearings on national television. <laughs> Probably not the best idea. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, the American people watched as McCarthy intimidated witnesses and offered evasive responses when questioned. When he attacked a young Army lawyer, the uh, Army's chief counsel thundered, Have you no sense of decency, sir? Oh, I remember hearing about that. Yes. That's right. Yep, the Army McCarthy hearing struck many observers as a shameful moment in American politics. So once they started televising it, everyone's like, wow, this is really fucked up. Why are we letting this guy do this? Right, so basically I remember in school being told that basically this guy could walk up, accuse you of being a communist, and that was it. You were done. Oh, basically, yeah. If he accused you of being a communist... Your life's over. Your life was over, yes. That's one of the things I remember being taught in high school about it. Because, you know, the term blackballed is like... I think it came from like an old voting technique where you put like white balls and black balls in a bag. And if yes. There any, if there was even one black marble in there, you were you were not allowed to join said organization, and that's where blackballed means. Um, and in this terminology, blackballed is like you just get fucking fired because they think you're a communist. Correct. And you can't get hired anywhere. I, yeah, I, f- I forget that. I think the number was like so he ended up costing like two thousand people their jobs. My God. Yes, because of. Of this. And these were all just like low-level government workers. Right. right. That, like pro- clerks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that he just accused of being in cahoots with the communists. So it says by the time the hearings were over, McCarthy had lost most of his allies. The Senate voted to condemn him for his inexcusable, reprehensible, vulgar, and insulting conduct unbecoming of a senator. Yeah. I would love to hear that about some of our senators now. Right. My God. So he kept his job but lost his power, and he died in 1957 at the age of 48. What did he die from? That I don't know. Oh, let me just do a quick search. I, I just I'm thought curious. that it really emphasized, you know, the term of McCarthyism of what we are living through today. To, to where we can accuse people of doing anything and people will find a backing for it. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, the president, I would say, does this, as the kids would say, on the reg. Like, just constantly yeah. says, oh, yeah, well, you know, people say that he did this and that. What fucking proof do you have, man? Right. Fucking bullshit. Uh, oh, okay. It says here on his death certificate, the cause of death as hepatitis acute cause unknown. Uh, do, 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 do. It was hinted in the press that he died of alcoholism, uh, a.k.a. Oh. cirrhosis of the liver. Oh. Uh, an estimation that is now accepted by modern biographers. So, yeah, this dude was a fucking drunk. I mean, yeah, no judgment here. We live in Wisconsin. Mm, Most everyone mean. you meet is at least a little bit drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
But it, it kind of makes I you... I say that as I, you know, have a beer in my hand. Yeah, I finished mine. <laughs> it does make me wonder, though, how, how many times was Obamagate retweeted? Hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of times. Right. I mean, granted, that may or may not have been real people tweeting those accounts. Sure, but... When you, it, but I, I I get the sentiment you're saying. It kind of sparks into the psychology of if you hear something enough, that you're going to eventually think it's true, right? You're gonna right. Oh, oh, here's a question. Yeah. How far McCarthy is? How far do you think Joe McCarthy would have gotten had he had Fox News back in the day? Oh my God, he'd be he'd have been president, man. <laughs> Calling everybody communists and it, really, it takes it, it takes no science or facts to back anything no. you just can say whatever you want to say and spin the facts how you want them yeah i and to be i mean to be fair a, a lot of media outlets do it they yeah. will they yep. will spin the facts to to say what they want to say absolutely but it's a matter of reading numerous things and forming your own opinion right you know i know we talked about this last time too but back in the day what, what did you have i mean you, you people probably read the, the newspaper right back back in Heck, I would even say pre nineteen ninety five. I'm speaking as me personally. I had five fucking channels. I had ABC, NBC, yeah. PBS, Fox. Actually, no, that was it. Those four: <laughs> ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Yes, and PBS. Yes, oh, that is five. Oh, PBS is so good though. Oh. The Red Green Show, right? Oh, dude, <laughs> that show formed my childhood. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, to escape from all the news, we right? watched the Red Green Show. What was the quote? Uh, uh, women don't find you handsome, handy. at least they, they find you handy. handy. Yes. Yep. God, that guy was the shit, man. Duct tape fixes everything. That show was the fucking best. It was so good. If you get a chance, go on YouTube and watch old episodes <laughs> oh, of the Red Green my Show. God. Yes. If you don't live in the upper Midwest, it will make no sense to you. But for those of you that do, it would be fucking <laughs> awesome. Which is all two of our viewers yeah, and listeners know. there. <laughs> our wives. Our wives. Our wives. Yeah. My, you know, my sister. Yes. Maybe some of the people she shared it with. I'm not entirely sure. No, 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 no. But oh. it, it is an interesting thing when you hear the quote about it. When you hear the you hear the term McCarthyism. Absolutely. To not relate it to what's going on right now. The, I would. You could almost draw a direct comparison. You could. And like I said, I know there are other news outlets who have done it. Um, my wife, Mel, was actually, she looked it up after we had talked about this, and she was saying that someone had done, done an article on it in January. Really? But it has its most views this month. Oh, okay. So people are definitely drawing this line. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. Right. Baseless accusations. That's like his whole thing. Right. But the, I think the issue is, is that are we... As a country, are we that scared and are we in a feared state right now to where we're willing to clean? I mean, especially with the coronavirus going on. Yeah. I mean, people, I I would assume a fair amount of people are definitely scared. Yeah. Um, and, and bored. But, you know, if you're scared, you're looking for something to cling to, right? You're looking for anything to cling to. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, for some people, that's, that's religion. Sure. Yes. Um, for other people, it's... An, an ideology of some sort for sure and yeah. if you can and if you can paint someone in a bad light it's i mean couldn't come in a better time as it's election year and especially since the guy running against you was his vice president yeah so if you can paint him in a bad picture why wouldn't you i i get what you're saying yeah but you, you know what i love though you know what i love every time i see george w bush <laughs> and the obamas he's always right there with michelle and he's, he's always, always he's, he's a huge smile yep, on his face yep they he's 
it just seems like he's such a nice guy, and he he's I mean, it would have been the death of his father, I believe. Yeah. At, at his funeral, he walked right up and he walked and he sat down next to her and he gave her a piece of candy, I believe. And, and they <laughs> sat there. Was fucking Werther's. My God. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the fact that you know that's definitely not someone. Had Obama sat there and made terrible accusations about him, probably wouldn't have happened. You can tell that there's a good bond between yeah. those two people. So, Again, my memory may be hazy because this was 2008 when Obama got elected the first time. No. Yes. 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 So yes. Obama's first election was 2008. I want to say he he knew he was not inheriting the best or the country at its best at the time because we were going through the financial crisis. We we had the recession. We had two wars going we on. We had two wars going on. Um, he may have said. You know, hey, I know I'm not, you know, I'm not getting the, you know, the best scenario left to me by the previous administration. But he didn't call out the dude by fucking name. Right. Right. Because being an intelligent person, he knew it wasn't 100% his fault. He listened to advisors and, you know. Well, right. Dick Cheney had his hands in stuff, too. Well, so we have advisors, right? That's exactly why you have advisors. We, we have Dr. Anthony Fauci to listen to. Right, and uh, you should one hundred percent definitely listen to him. I mean, his 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 banter with Rand Paul the other night, oh, God. so good, <laughs> so good. Speaking of another person that makes baseless accusations, <laughs> hey, Rand Paul was a doctor at one point. <laughs> oh no, really? <laughs> no, not, not. I mean, yes, but wasn't he like uh, was optometrist or ophthalmologist? Uh, ophthalmologist, or yes, yeah. he was an ophthalmologist. So I mean, not. The not same. a virologist? No, uh, not the, you know, he's not like a pandemist or anything. Yeah. But, you know, what, what, I mean, pe- that's the baseless crap that I see, though. Yeah. I see people say, well, we should listen to Rand Paul because he was a doctor. I get what you're saying, and you're trying real hard. You're so close. But <laughs> you only want to listen to him because he's saying what you want to hear. Exactly. Dr. Fauci, actually, I mean, what, this is, his, would it be his third president he's advised? Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing this for a long time. Maybe we should fucking listen to this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love what he said. You know, he's like, it's not my, I'm not here to spread bad news. I'm here to tell you and advise you the best that I can on what we should do. He's here He's here to say, this is the science. Right. Here's what you should do. Correct. This is, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, as you people are sitting here listening to a plumber's opinion on it. but <laughs> A plumber and IT guy. A plumber and IT guy. But we're not claiming to be virus experts as i say this that we should probably listen to a goddamn professional on the matter right no one says hey man should i you need to help me with my electricity yeah and you're gonna go i don't know anything about that i don't fuck with electricity that stuff kills people (laughs) i don't do that look at those electricians those filthy animals (laughs) but i i believe the quote i saw from uh rand paul was we shouldn't lis- listen to experts as they tell us what's best for us Why? or something like that. Why the fuck not? Yes. Uh, it begs a great question <sighs> considering that they are fucking experts in their field. You know, think, thinking of this it made me think of something. Uh, let me just pull this up real quick. So the, there's this book that I've been wanting to read. And you just actually made me think of it. It's a book by Tom Nichols, and it's called The Death of Expertise, The Campaign Against Established Knowledge and Why It Matters. And and, and it, this has been kind of like rattling around in my brain for a while. And I'm 
if if we, if we want to start a podcast book club, maybe this is the point <laughs> where we we're like, oh, hey, man. go read this book and and we can talk about it. I, st- I mean, yeah, stuff. I, why would you not want experts? Because experts are elitist. How are okay? <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing devil's advocate here. No, I mean, I, I, I yeah, they would say. yeah. I I don't see how they're elitist. They've put in the time in their career field to to be professionals at what they do. Right. You know, just like, you know, I'll speak. They're elitist because they think they know what's good for me. Okay. Well, let's from a plumber's aspect here. Right. So I go through a five year apprenticeship to become a journeyman. After that, another three years, I can write my master's. Yep. At that point I can pull permits. I can do whatever. Now it's one of those things where it doesn't mean the dude knows everything, but you do kind of got to respect that. First he's off, put in the work. He put in the work. He's passed two different tests, and we always we had, we had a saying in the military, you know, you don't have to respect the person, but you have to respect the rank. Right. You know, even if I think Colonel So and So is an asshole, he's still a goddamn Colonel. Yep. You know, even if I think Master Sergeant or Chief So and So is a dick, they're still a Master Sergeant or a Chief because they put in the work. Because they put in the work, they put in the time. They're where they are. They've been promoted. They probably know what they're talking about. For the, for the most part, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. But it doesn't. We shouldn't. That doesn't mean we should just throw away the knowledge they have to give us. You know, absolutely. Yeah. If if Dr. Fauci is saying something, why are we so willing as a as a country to say, ah, you know what, I know better, or my politician told me this, or Donald Trump doesn't wear a mask, so I don't need to. I looked it up on YouTube and it says different. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like that blows me away that people are like, oh, I saw on Facebook that masks give you CO two poisoning. Oh I'm God. Like, oh, in what world are you living in well, that you get your medical information from fucking Facebook Well, that would YouTube? be the f- same place as you probably pull all your news information from. <sighs> because you can search what you want to hear at that point. Right. And you can be told exactly what you want to hear and justify your opinions to, to be right where you want to be. It makes me think. What was I saw? It was uh, Ralph Wiggum from... Oh, uh, God. The yeah. Simpsons? Ralph Rogan from The Simpsons. It was him sitting at a computer, and it had YouTube, and it, in the search bar it says, confirm what I already believe. And under it, it's like, I'm a researcher. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what people That's want, That's 100% man. what it is. But it, we talked about this today, too. It's a matter of people not wanting to, that you've made a choice. Yep. And not wanting to admit that you've made a mistake. You, you, you've made your nice, safe bubble. Yep. And that's where you exist. Yep. And you don't want to challenge all of your previously held opinions. But I can tell you, and I'm sure you say the same thing, as someone from the other side, when you can admit you've made a mistake, when you, when you can see the stats and the science or whatever it may be that's against you yep. and say, you know what? I was wrong. I have so much higher level of respect for you. Yeah. Because you changed your mind, you formed your own opinion, and you were able to base your opinion on actual facts and what's there instead of you just holding to your um holding your ground right and, and just saying that i i'm gonna do this because i can yeah which is bullshit so me personally uh you know this i'm a huge proponent of science yes like, science science is the way we verify truth Correct. in my opinion um i've had a lot of my not only my personal beliefs but my i would say misconceptions uh, broken by that. Yes. By by like, hey, you know, this this is what science says. Yes. Like, it's it. We've tested it multiple times. Th- this is how it is. Yes. And I've I've essentially just gone, oh shit. Okay. Um, cool. I guess I was wrong. My bad. Yep. And I've previously held opinions I've had. 
I've stopped sharing those. Yes. They're just flat out wrong. Yes. Um, my, my wife and friends and family will all, you know, verify this, that I'm the guy that goes, I'll hear someone's uh, either misinformed or, you know, misinformed opinion about something or, you know, they'll say something that's scientifically inaccurate. And I'm the guy that goes, well, actually, uh, it, you know, I'm that guy that will just chime in. And I try not to be like too, like, too much of an asshole about it. But, right. You know, were, were I, and I, I know I may be in the minority about this, were I wrong, I would say someone, I would I would actually try to be as accepting as possible when people say, well, hey, Jordan, actually, you're wrong about this. Yes. And here's why, you know, reason A, reason B, reason C, citations, nobody wants supporting to, evidence. Nobody wants to be told they're wrong. Nobody, I'll admit, nobody wants to be told they're wrong. Yes. But if you can tell me I'm wrong, and point to why you're wrong. Why I'm wrong. Yes. And show me either via history or via scientific evidence of reasons I'm wrong. I'll, Correct. I am more than happy to go, shit, yeah, fuck, I guess I was wrong. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say you're one of the few that can do that, though. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think I've seen you do the exact same thing recently as well. Right. I mean, the Colin Kaepernick thing, I'll always come back to that. Because when it happened, you know, with him kneeling on the field, I was so mad. So pissed off because he was throwing shame at the flag that I defended, and and when he did, yeah, it, I was just so much emotion when it happened. I, I remember. He yes, was, you were angry. We we've had we've had talks about it before, but yeah. I was before legitimately upset. Yes, I was legitimately upset about it because you know I, at that point it was you know the flag, the song, it meant so much more. Mm-hmm. But after seeing what has happened recently, yep, I, I was like, you know what, I ridiculed this man for doing. What he should have done. He was peacefully protesting. Yep. And I ridiculed him and I made it I, I was such I was a terrible person about it. And I was wrong. You know? I've seen a number of tweets of or tweets and Facebook posts of people like taking their Confederate flags that they've had in front of their houses and like either burning them or throwing them in the garbage and people are like, Yeah, I fucked up. Yep. That's all it takes. To admit you were wrong. Absolutely. And if you know be it as it is on the internet and whatnot, if, if you're in a, I would say, a position to share that information with people, say, hey, my bad, I fucked up, people are going to commend you for it. Like, if you're going to yes. get the validation. You will, you, say, will, you will definitely have people who are against you. Yeah. But you are going to have a lot of people who, are, you're going to have people who are going to commend you, like you said, commend Dep- you for it. Depending on the circles you run in. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yes. But at the same time, you might open some other people's eyes. Absolutely. To, to seeing it another way, or to at least look at it another way. Right. Because if, if other people are going to say, well, shit, if that guy was wrong, am, am I wrong? Too? Right. The time we live in right now, it's, it's especially people don't necessarily want to see our opinion. Yeah. They want to believe that their opinion is the only opinion and it's yep. the right opinion. And I know I've been guilty of it, you know? That's a good example. So our, our congressperson. Oh, God. So... I've been. I comment on all of his stuff all the time, and I don't necessarily comment on it to change his mind. I comment on it so other people that follow his page on Facebook and whatnot can see me and go, "Oh, I'm not the only one." Yeah. Let them know, like, yeah, they're not all these sycophants who are like, "Oh yeah, Glenn Grothman, you do such a great job. You love Trump just like I do. It's great." <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm out there going like, uh, "No, this guy's fucking wrong, and he's kind of dumb, actually." <laughs> <laughs> but, 
you, you get what I'm saying, though, right? I'm yeah. not doing that to change Glenn's mind. His no, mind I mean, his mind's changed. made up. Yeah. Yes. I'm not doing it to even change the people that really like him. Right. I'm doing it for the people that are kind of like, okay, well, I follow this guy's page because he's my congressman. I should probably follow I mean, even to if know you, what's going even on. Even if you can change one person's mind. Exactly. It's a win. Yeah. It's a absolutely. win. Absolutely. Yes. Or even just to look and do research. Yeah. Yes. Even to make people go, huh, is that guy right? Yes. And then look into stuff and read things other than Fox News well, and Breitbart and shit. I know we talked, I brought it up, I went to get fitted for my uh, tux for a wedding I'm in. And there's a small business owner here in town who um, we just hit off talking politics randomly. She, the tailor lady, right? The tailor lady, yep. Yeah. And uh, I, I just don't, I, you know, I don't want to say her name because. No, I get it. Yeah, but you don't want to bring hate down on her. I don't want to bring hate down on her. She's such a sweet lady. She's super but nice. Her big thing was that when I hear a politician, especially a politician, say something, the first thing I do is fact check it. And yep. we're talking about a lady who's in her 60s. Yeah. She she wants to fact check everything she hears. And I fucking love it. She's also an amazing tailor. She is also an amazing tailor. But the, the fact that you're willing and want to go out and fact check everything you hear. That's just, how you do it. Yes. It's just leaps and bounds above what most people will do. Yeah. You know, they hear what they want to hear. They set their opinion. It's done. Mm-hmm. She goes and says, well, that's not true. Or this is true. And that's amazing. The yeah. fact that she willing to do that. Like, it blows my mind that people are like, oh, yeah, well, this politician said this, and I believe them. Like, you guys don't understand. Politicians, their whole thing is, like, they are master wordsmiths. Or some of them are master wordsmiths. Yeah. Some of them aren't great at it. No. A lot of them are master wordsmiths. Words are their weapons. Like, right. They know how to essentially weaponize language and... You know, direct it one way or another and put spin on things. Well, I mean, you're going to tell people job. what you want them to hear, right? That's their whole job. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah. This is a good episode. Uh, so, uh, it, so, this has been uh, Barstool News Podcast. And, uh, Brandon, do you have anything else to add? Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks this for listening. It's been a blast everybody. to do the show. And yeah. if anyone's listening, it's been great. Absolutely. Uh, I want to say our recent downloads are 13. Woo so- woo! Hey, double digits. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Man, above uh, and beyond what I thought. <laughs> everyone, enjoy your drinks and fuck Joe McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs>